Welcome, everybody, to He's Not Done Yet. We're so delighted that you're here today, and um, we are at a, another location that we're normally at that uh, we have been kind of displaced with the tornado, and we're praying for all those that uh, are dealing with that, and um, we are just so honored that you are here today. Uh, He's Not Done Yet is a radio ministry uh, that goes out every uh, Sunday at 10 a.m. on Victory Radio Station right here in beautiful North Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, we'd love for you to tune in. Um, and as well, if you could, uh, you know, on Sunday you could come and go to church with me. It'd be at the First Pentecostal Church at 1401 Calvary Road right here in North Little Rock, Arkansas. We have church at 1030 on Sunday morning. And then we have it at Sunday night at 7, and uh, we're back for midweek at, uh, on Tuesday at 7 p.m. I'd love for you to reach out to me, and uh, you can text me or call me. Uh, I'd love for you to sit with my family, and, and uh, we'd love to, love to have you. Well, today's scripture comes from Ephesians 1 and 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We just praise you today, God. We pray that this would fall on good ground, Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity, Lord. And we're praying for your loving favor, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put your hands together. Let's magnify the Lord all over the house this morning. Anybody thankful to be in the house of God this morning? Why don't you put your hands together and help us worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this morning? Everybody say, oh. Aren't you thankful for mercy today?
Well, today is a very special day. I, I have a, a special guest, uh, somebody that is truly one of my heroes, somebody that I look up to, I dearly love. Um, it's Brother uh, Absent, and um, he um, he may not know it, but uh, you know I, I I spend some time with him. A lot of times he's on security, and he does a lot of things for the church and. But um, he's always encouraging me and, uh, and speaking a word. And I just want to tell him that uh, I love him and thank you. And I'm so honored you're here today, Brother Absent. And we'd love for you to just come on in and obey the Holy Ghost. And uh, we're, we're just so happy you're here. All right. I'm pleased to be here and thank you for the opportunity to testify. Yes, sir. Um, being a Christian has, uh, or being called as a Christian, has some some roots that go out like, like a tree. It just goes in all directions, and it's it's hard to pick where where it starts. God is always doing things that are calling us, but it takes us a while to figure out that that's what's going on. It was exactly that way for me in my life. Um, I was uh, retired from the military. Now, I had to made, made up my mind at 20, 19, 20 years old, I wasn't going to church no more. I was done with that. My dad was, was a preacher, and we spent our time going to church in the bayous of Arkansas and Louisiana. And uh, sometimes the car would get stuck, and me and my brother had to get out and push so by the time we got got to church, we'd be covered with red mud. Or, 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 and my grandpa, he took us to 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 church in a wagon, and uh, he he didn't he never drove a car in his life. He he put us in the wagon and we'd go to church. And I hated the whole ordeal, and uh, so I made up my mind. And for most of the part, most part, uh, during the twenty years I was in the military. I didn't go to church unless it was a Masonic function. And uh, it just, when God got a, grabbed a hold to me, everything came together, but I couldn't see it. So I guess I would start my testimony at this point when I was uh, in college in New Mexico, uh, the University of New Mexico in Las Cruces, New Mexico. I had just retired from the service. Not far from there was White Sands Missile Range, which I had done seven years at. The I was a uh, I was in the military, but I was also a member of the New Mexico Mounted Patrol, which was an auxiliary of the state police. Uh, some cops stopped me one night and put my head up against the car and searched me and searched my car and everything and. And I was so angry, I wanted to fight back. So I wanted to fight back. So I joined the police force and went to two years of night school to become a mounted patrolman just so I could work from the inside. In all of that doing, I didn't understand that the Lord was involved. We stopped a, a, a bunch of teenagers one night, took them, took them to jail for drunk driving, and when closed the door, 
the door made this crazy sound like, Karum. I thought it was unusual. It's an Adobe building. It did uh, dirt don't make noise, but <laughs> it made that noise when we closed the door, and I didn't pay much attention to it. Later on, um, I got into some situations and ended up uh, my Jaguar that I had taken 10 years to build, uh, 1965 Jaguar XKE, uh, destroyed my whole family building this car because I just gave all I had to it. It took 10 years. Uh, ended up getting a divorce, ended up uh, separating and everything else, but I was so dead set on doing this. Car caught fire in the garage. I couldn't get it out, and it burned. So 10 years went down the drain. Uh, my family left. Uh, and I was just drinking, doing whatever, and, and totally crazy stuff. So I ended up uh, having a problem with the insurance company. I had full coverage, but they said the car was going to be valued at zero. And the insurance man told me, he says, I'll tell you what. He said, we got a building in Monroe, Louisiana. It's three stories high. We got 100 lawyers on each floor, and I'll sick them on you one at a time until we wear you out. Hmm. So I got up and left his office, went home, packed my stuff, and I headed for Monroe, Louisiana. I, my plan was to blow up the building with the, the 300 lawyers in it and hmm. then come back and file my claim again. <laughs> well, I had a brand-new Chrysler Laser. It's 50 miles from uh, White Sands Missile Range or, or El, uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico, to El Paso. And it burned a whole tank of gas in that 50 miles. It's a four-cylinder car. I had it worked on in uh, New Mexico. I had about $900 in my pocket. Um, I had it worked on in, in El Paso. And then I drove it. I made it to Odessa Midland. And it was out of gas again, and it was still acting funny. I couldn't get any more than 20 or 30 miles an hour out of it. They worked on it again. Now, my $900 is starting to drain out. <laughs> I left there, and I went to Dallas, had to stop and get it worked on again, spent a couple of days there while they worked on it, paid for the hotel and everything else. Now I'm about out of money. So I leave there. And I drive from there to Monroe, Louisiana. I make it to the state line. Car's out of gas again. I'm out of money. And I, I come creeping in into Monroe. And I'm there, and I'm out of money. Uh, I've, lost, I've lost track of my mission to, 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 to blow up the building. I was going to do like the guy did in Oklahoma that blew up the federal building. Just park a big U-van next to the building and with full of fertilizer and let her rip. But anyway, I ended up doing common labor, cutting grass, putting outside, doing all kinds of stuff, trying to stay alive. My, uh, my finances made it where I didn't lose my home in New Mexico, but I, had, I couldn't uh, function outside of that. It took everything I had just to do that. Now, I drove by the jail in Monroe, West Monroe. It's a twin city. 
And a voice says to me, you're going to be in there. Now, I had a couple of beers, but I didn't think that was uh, the case. So two days later, the window that I was looking at, I was looking out of. And uh, I did my mandatory two days, went to court over that. And uh, it's a long story just to, just to how I ended up there. Left there and then came to Little Rock. Drove by the jail in Little Rock, and that voice again says, you're going to be in there. So I stopped the car right in front of the police station. I got out, and I said, what do you want? And the voice says, go see your brother. Now, my brother was a Christian, and... Uh, he was, he was living for the Lord already. So I went to see him. And through an exchange of, uh, of events, I ended up uh, being touched, starting to pay attention to the word. The Lord just wanted to get my attention. And uh, I, uh, I, had, I had a feeling of the Holy Ghost. I didn't quite have it, but I knew there was something there to... to to go, to go on. Eventually, um, eventually I was uh, touched enough to understand what was going on. And, and uh, Pastor Robert Smith, uh, my brother-in-law actually, uh, was, was ministering, and he, he's a very deep man. He, uh, he cleared up a lot, of, of, a lot of confusion that I was having, and, and I received the Lord as my, my Lord and Savior and changed everything that I did. I, uh, I gave away everything I had, got rid of everything, and uh, became a volunteer member of his, his church and organization and started, uh, they, they were, Christian schools always have trouble trying to keep enough teachers. And so they, they put me in a teacher slot. I, I didn't recommend that, but... <laughs> But they put me in a teaching site. I taught Christian life science and and science and Christian life science. That was as close to my education as I could come. I was an engineer in the military, so I taught school there in uh, for some years. And I met my wife there, my my second wife there, and uh, me and her, Maggie. Uh, we got married, and we ended up uh, needing a needing a church, something more close to where what she called her roots. She came out of uh, the Church of God in Christ, and she was used to not having her hair cut and and all of the 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 principles of of holiness that that uh, that we observe now. For me, I. Uh, I hadn't been doing anything, so it was all new to me. But I had given my life to the Lord, and, and I told her, I said, well, we're going over here, and we're going to check out this church because I had two people in my life that would just not go away. Brother Dean Martin, which I had bought some land from him, and he kept inviting me to church. And Sister Sister Gill, uh Sister Gill, we was buying a house that she she owned, and there was a lot of red tape. And every time I tried to talk to Sister Gill, she said, let me tell you what Pastor preached today. And from the prayer to the benediction, we had to listen to it every time we talked to her. 
and she just wouldn't quit. You didn't you didn't get on with Mother Gill and just walk away. It wasn't a high and goodbye. You had to get the whole the whole word from start to finish. So I said, I got to go see what what it is that's got this woman so excited. And we came to First Pentecostal, and uh, the word was good. We understood it. Everything was good. Spirit was high. We got touched by the Lord. And then uh, we wasn't sure if that's where we wanted to be. So uh, we decided that maybe we'll go and try another church and see if, uh, if, if it's the same results. So one of the classes that I was teaching at the, that school that I was at was automotive. So I'm, I'm, I had taken a lot of classes in automotive. And so I went out, and the car wouldn't start. So my wife was saying, I want to go to church. And I said, well, it won't start. She was like, well, fix it, fix it. I said, it won't, it, it's nothing wrong with it. It's got gas. It's got, it's got air. It's, the spark plugs are firing. Everything that's, that, that, that's supposed to be working is working. It just won't start, you know. She, she, we was fussing and going on. I walked down the street and uh, just, just to cool off. And there was a little bit of church. It had about, I guess it had about seven or eight members in there. And the preacher was preaching, and I looked up on the wall, and he had this thermometer. It was a building fund thermometer. And it was down at the, the bottom. It wasn't going anywhere. And I looked around. Everybody in the church was on welfare or, or some, some sort of aid or assistance. And there wasn't anybody in there. There were no businessmen and no... Uh, no, no, no people with any kind of funds. And they had this big old program where they were going to build this massive church. <laughs> so I looked at that. I said, this is a waste of time, you know. And I left there and I went back. And, and finally my wife says, well, let's go back to, to First Pentecostal. And I said, okay. Yeah, I said, I, I don't have a problem with that, but the car won't start. So she said, well, try it again. I go out, and I hit it. Boom, it fires up the first time. I said, well, the car wants to go there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went on back, and um, we became members and, and just kept coming. And uh, it was uh, – America was in turmoil. It, it's got a couple of stages because during my military time, we did a lot of riot control. There was riots in Chicago and everything else. Race relations was on edge. And um, I talked to, to a bishop about it, who was pastor then. And he gave me, uh, Lord had already given me a word. And um, the word was, if you want to think about it, it didn't make any sense to me. And so when I talked to uh, Bishop about it, and we went out to the Macaroni Grill, I think it was called, a restaurant that's no longer open. And me and him went for a ride, and we talked. And then he, I explained to him the, the, the complexities of, of race that we were having at that time. And so he says, well, Brother Abson, if you want to think about it, you know, and that's, he stopped. Now, to the average person, that wouldn't, that wasn't an answer. 
But it was the same answer the Lord had already given me. Mm. It was simple. We have problems. Both races have problems. We, we don't seem to be able to pull everything together. But if you're going to follow the Lord, he gave, he gave, gave us instructions in his word of how we are to live, how we are to do, how we are to conduct ourselves. If you want to spend your time thinking about the negativity of the world, then that's where you're going to end up at. Or you can, as the word said, think on these things, whatever's beautiful, whatever's wonderful, whatever's good. Yeah. Uh, you can pick that out, and that will have an effect on how you act out. Right. And so uh, I understood that that word that he spoke, it didn't have a whole lot of explanation. It didn't solve the world problems, but it was, for me, what I needed to hear. And I don't, I don't think anybody else can understand that, but if you're not hearing the voice of the Lord while you're hearing the voice of man, then you might have, have a little bit of problem trying to figure out which one is which. But that, that definition gave me everything that I needed. And he didn't know, I, but I did. And so, uh, I mean, the bishop didn't know that. He just couldn't think of anything else to say. So, But it was the right word for me. It was what turned my head and gave me peace of mind. And so, uh, and he has called every shot. Uh, I urged for almost 10 years. And then... Uh, I was getting a little burnout on that, and then Bishop said he needed some older people on security, and that seemed to fit me just just perfect, you know. And so uh, they they came to me and asked me about being on security, and I said sure. I jumped right into that, and I'm still into it today. I I, I feel a personal drive to do that, and and feel security in in doing that. So that's just. Just the way it rolls. So, yes, and I'll be there until, till it's over. That's it. That's it. Man, brother Epson, thank you so much. I know y'all been blessed. I tell you, I I, I feel better uh, when he's on security. I can tell you that, because <laughs> I know where he come from. I know he's retired military, and uh, um, and I, I enjoy seeing him. Uh, you know, with my kids over at the school he even does security over there and i just uh, between him and brother wilson i feel so good with everything going on in the world today uh that these men are over there seeing after our children and making sure that we're safe and uh, we just love you brother absent thank you so much for that and uh, we're gonna invite our pastor in to sing a song and it's called worth You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for So you sacrificed your life So I could be free I could be
And I will praise you forever. 
Sacrifice your life so I could be free. 